This year is brought to you by Eshel Publications. Eshel Publications is a non-profit organization dedicated to spreading the Torah, Shiurim, and Sefarim of Rabbi Aaron Lapiansky. For sponsorships or more information, visit eshelpublications.com. Okay, so we're holding over here in uh, Perik Dalet Beis. We started last time, and he says there's two Nekavim Delev. One is full of dam, and that's what Zahar is. One is Ruach in it. When they both work in tandem, that's when you get all the Midas Tavis of Mises. So, and we saw the first guardian over here, and I would like to elaborate a bit. The guardian says over here that Purvu is the Hebrew of both bottom of the lave, and this is from where different uh, branches uh, emanate from of Midas Tavis, Sithis, and so on. That's the guy we saw. We spoke about it a bit. I wanted to add another point or two. I wanted to add some points to it. Um, there's a musig in, in Sifrei, um, in Sfarim Aktaishim, called, uh, um, there's Zivuk of different Midas. A, a, a very typical type of phrase is that this midah comes together with this midah, and that's like the big Indian of Shabbos, Yontiv. A, a, a lot of the a lot of the talk centers around different pairings of midas um, called zivuk. I want to explain why that is, what that is, and so on. Um, one of the um, one of the old-time questions about HaKadosh Baruch Hu being one is how from a world that's one can we have so many different um, different uh, manifestations. From Mina Echod Echod, that's assumed to be a, a, an axiom. So how from one can, so Marshall, when you have one uh, unit, and so if you have a, a block of cheese, the only thing that can come out of it is more cheese. Um, you can slice it differently. You can cut bigger pieces, smaller pieces, but it's cheese. It's going to be cheese. There's nothing else you can do with it. The minute I have two different items, I can pair it in different combinations, different ways, and, and I get a lot, I, I get a range of possibilities. Now, um, let's say the Balachayim that reproduce asexually will always have the same genes, um, you know, coming out again and again. And usually that tends, uh, that tends to create a problem. Um, there are different uh, bacterias, even who they, they don't reproduce sexually, but every so often the a few get together, they pull the genes, so to speak, they mix them together. You can't, you can, you can't have um, something new, something else come from a parent where there's only one parent. So when you have a system of one thing producing something else, it'll always be bidmusa. When you have two items, then there's an incredible range of possibilities. Because I can, I can be like this in this way, I can be like this in this way, and so on and so forth. 
So pairing together two midos um, is what produces um, the different um, differences. That's how that works like Gashbaruch himself. So that the Maral speaks in different places. That's not the question we're dealing with here. We're dealing with the question of, um, in this world, pairing together two things to bring about something else is, is absolutely necessary. <laughs> Let's go back to um, what he's talking about, Avreda Sashem, where the Chibur of the two together produce a different offspring. And let's, let's understand what we're talking about. HaKadosh Baruch Hu is one, and his emes is one, and his Torah is one, and that's all there is. So there is no room in mitzad Torah Shabbat. There is room, obviously, different halachas and different so on, but at the end of the day, mitzad the Torah there is no room for variations. The variation starts as follows. People live in this world. This world has a lot of different challenges. And every person brings out the echad of Hashem in a different circumstance. So the person who faces crushing poverty and he still manages to find a few minutes to, to, to daven, is bringing out the Nekuda of HaKadosh Baruch in one way. The person is overwhelmed with Ashiras, and he needs to recognize that, no, HaKadosh Baruch was the one who sent it. It's not just me. And, and even though the person is raised through by us in his business, it's all, it's all HaKadosh Baruch is doing. The, 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 you get, the Kavayit Shemayim you get is a, is a cross, or it's a multiplication, between the Chelek Ruchni and the Chelek Ashmi. And therefore, the two together is where you get the different variations, the different manifestations of Poichemayim. That, that's where you get the Puruvu. The only real Ribu in this world is not, um, is not many types of Gashmias, but they're all Gashmias. It doesn't make anything. But the many types of Ruchnias, because they're expressed across a different range of physical realities. That's what I wanted to add to the, the last, to, the, to that first grain of the base. Um, now, the next grain, he says, um, shoyl, uh, I'm sorry, let, let's look at the third one. Kinar hoyu tolui, roimez l'nishmas ha'adam, alpima shekos l'nishmas nishmas adam. Ner Hashem is Kiminyan Kinner. Ner Hashem is Gematria Kinner. The ration and none take out. You're left with uh, the, the, the Chaf and the Vav. 26 is the Gematria of Hashem Avai. Ubelev Beis Chalolim. Mole Dam, Vaolav Shere Yitzhahara, Vabez Mole Ruach. Vahu Haragay Yitzhahara, Meshakosov Libachol Bekirboy. Vazay Ruach's finest Ruach Akkadesh, Minasheves Boy. So the um, so let's go slowly piece by piece. The first thing he's going on the, on the Agatha that says Dovid Amalek had a fiddle on his bed, and and midnight um, a a wind would come and would uh, play on the fiddle and would wake him up, sort of a, an alarm clock, and then he would you know that's the 
That's washing mark. The Goyen says the Kinar is the Nishmas Adam. Like it says, Ner Hashem is Nishmas Adam, and the Ner is the is Gematria Kinar. Then, no, Ner Hashem, sorry, is Gematria Kinar. The, then there's base halolim mole damal of shayitzar. When the when the second one, when 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 the when both of them become full of ruach, that we have the ruach tzfinis. That's when Hashem is born. Let's try to explain the pieces here. Let's try to explain what 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 he means over here. Um, whenever we're talking about um, something awakening something in a person. So the awakening happens because something in what's being said resonates with me. If when I talk to somebody who I'm trying to be Marcelamutov to help in some way, whatever it is, I could be saying the most the wisest, most profound things. It won't, it's not going to get anywhere. And, and it, it's not as if me against him, and if I have the better arguments, then I win. That might work in a courtroom. It does not work in a person. Unless the words the person says resonate with something inside me, it's just not going to happen. It's true in, in the physical world. We have the concept of resonance. So, for instance, if I'm playing an instrument, objects in the room that have the same physical properties in terms of, you know, the, 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 whatever the natural vibration rate is, if, if it has the same property, it will um, it, it will sing along it, it it will it will play along and um, because it it resonates with the, the the primary source of the sound and this item is similar enough so that it, it it resonates the same frequency that is resonance in a physical world resonance in a human nature is when things that a person says sit well on me and let's give a simple example a child who grows up in a very frum environment, and he gets um, and 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 certain ideas and words have a certain profound meaning for him. Even if in later years he's drifted, he's done other things, and so on and so forth, his heart will resonate when you use the same language, the same ideas, unless the person consciously rejected it. But if not, you know, and sometimes you say to yourself, it, it doesn't make any sense, like this person rejected it. I have uh, my mechutten, it's in Karyan, and his uncle, after the war, was, became totally irreligious. But the one thing he, um, he did very, very devoutedly was to, to run after rabbis. Yes, you may consider religious activity, may not consider religious activity, but he, Al Kapanim, did it. Um, he, he got it. So my Mechutna asked him, Bache Yaakov, he said, I mean, you don't believe in Hashem. How come you keep, you know, pursuing Rebbes? He said, 
what's a Rebbe got to do with Hashem? And and uh, there was a, there was it meant something, and not as litvak. It, it's it meant. It's not because there's a logical argument here. It's because Rebbe sits in a place in the heart where 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 it, 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 you know when when when, it's, when you say it's a Rebbe, it's a Rebbe. The the um the, the, the there's a story that the the Mariats. That was the previous Lubavitcher Rebbe when he was arrested. So, so unfortunately, the, 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 the elements of the Communist Party that were voted the Jews were the Jews. They have sex here. And they were terrible, terrible people, the Hashem Harov. And, and those who were in charge of getting the, you know, of, of getting the Rebbe arrested were, were Lubavitchers of sorts, former Lubavitchers. And when they came to arrest him, the, 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 the two uh, policemen said they want to take the suitcase. They want to have, they want to carry the Rebbe's stuff. You know, it, 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 it's a cover for them. And he told them, no, you've lost the schus to carry the Rebbe's uh, luggage. Again, it sounds to us kind of uh, surreal, but it's not. So, so really, if we ask ourselves... What is the thing that awakens in a person is the resonance. Now, um, there is one way, if I take something that is that has the right frequency, but it, it's, let's say it's, it's submerged in water or it's encrusted with dirt or something like that, it will cease to resonate. It doesn't, there's no place for the, for the, for the air to vibrate. So a person's heart, Ner Hashem Nishmas Adam, is, is uh, Gematria Kinar. Ner Hashem is Gematria Kinar. So the Nishmas Adam, the Ruach that a person has in himself, that is a Kinar. It, it, it sings. It says something. It it, 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 it it emits a, a, a wake-up call. The reason why our hearts don't resonate is because our hearts are full. And again, we'll use the metaphor that's used in Chazal with blood, and therefore it's not resonating. So when a person is busy pursuing his taiva, nothing will resonate with him. It's, it's, it's you know, it's, it, his heart is full with taiva. So nothing's resonating. When the person's, if, if and when the person's heart clears out, then the person is, um, is now ready. It'll resonate because if the surface is clean and clear, it'll resonate. It's one of the reasons why um, many people started having Huri Chuva or doing good or whatever it is when they had a downfall of some sort some sort of personal misfortune, so on. Um, you know, it, the, the people who came to the yeshivas, the Balachubi yeshivas in the 70s, 80s, when people come, inevitably there were stories, this person's parents were divorced, this person had a difficult relationship with this. So the, the um, it, so one way of looking at it is, the way non from people look at it is, yeah, they came looking for help, running away from problems, however you want to describe it. It's not the MS. The MS is 
when things go well, a person's heart is full with tivus. That's what's called the blood. The, 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 the um, lotion that the Kadmonim used was that one, and so on, that one part, one unit, the person has full of blood, one's full of air, which means that whenever they were dissected, they, there was no blood in it because the blood was all gone. And they, the, the one that's full of blood is seen as being always full of taiva. So a person's heart has limited capacity to vibrate with the kol Hashem. A person who's cleaned out his other heart and there's no blood there, and it's the same avir that's on the right side, now his entire heart vibrates with the, 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 the with, with, in consonance with um, the Dvar Hashem. So that's what he says over here. The Kino Hayatol David is talking about the Neshama, his own Neshama, his Neshama, um, because uh, David Amalek had said he killed his Yitzhahara, and he said, that he had succeeded in eliminating his Taivas as what filled up his heart. Then, it, it, I mean, so, so his heart was open, and, and, and now the Kinars could resonate. Um, he says, so, Ruach HaKodesh is very interesting cross between, the Ramam explains that, um, the Ramam explains Ruach HaKodesh as follows. A person has Seich Das, that's innate to a person. And a person, um, no, it's me, that's me. Then, let's go to the other extreme. Nevoah is a message from HaKadosh Baruch Hu, a text from HaKadosh Baruch Hu. This is what you shall do. It's clear, Hakadosh Baruch Hu, and and you know, and and I'm just receiving the text. Ruach Hakodesh is first, and the Rambam explains. A person, the Rambam goes through what you need to become a navi, and a person has to learn, study, understand, purify himself, all of that. At some point, he be, he gets Ruach Hakodesh, which means the Rambam says he begins to understand with a level of understanding that he recognizes is not himself. There's no way this myself, my mind has been expanded to, to understand more, better, and deeper. So I still understand it through my mind, but, but, but what's happened is much bigger beyond my mind. Nevoah is a clear message from outside. So, so, so that's the word. But Ruach HaKadosh, going back to Ruach HaKadosh, which we want to talk about, is that I hear it as inside me, but I know it's coming from somewhere else. And that's exactly the resonance we're talking about. My, my, there's nobody in my house who knows how to play the fiddle. If the fiddle started playing, it's because somewhere those sounds are being played and it's echoing those sounds. So when a person's when a person is tohar, that bimela becomes like that. I, I I want to add a point a little bit finer. So people speak a lot that a person should listen to the inner voice in yourself, and um, you um, 
you know, Hashem talks to everybody and listening to your voice, that's your soul talking to, on and on and on and on. A lot of, it, it's a um, popular uh, refrain of some sort. And unfortunately, it leads people to really sometimes not good places. Um, you know, I, I, hearing voices is A, obviously not, not always good. B, a lot of times we tell ourselves what we want to hear. A person is full of Ritzonos, Kaivos, um, Negeos. So inevitably, I'm, I'm, if I listen to my voice inside, it's me. That's all it is. And that's, a, that's why it's a terrible, terrible idea. So yes, sometimes you have to, but you have to be very wary of why. When we talk about a very big tzaddik, Razeruch HaKadosh, so the huji-wuji part of it, I have no idea. Um, in modesty, I claim not to possess a Ruch HaKadosh, and therefore I can't share, I won't share any personal experience with you. But what does it mean when a Godot has Ruch HaKadosh? What, what are we talking about? First and foremost, it means that his heart is pure. And therefore, whatever sounds he, he picks up, whatever he says, is because it resonates with his Varashem. If he's a person who's called and all he wants is to do what Akash Baruch Hu wants and, and so on, then his instinctive feelings um, will be in, in concert with that. And that's why, and that's the mile of that Ruach So don't, if, if people picture Ruach as a Kashbrok coming down, kind of a mini Nevoah, just less dramatic. It's, it's not, that's not, exactly not what it is. It's like the Goyen says over here that the person has cleaned out his heart. His heart now has the appropriate resonance to Vashem. And the Mela, what, whatever he feels, the stirrings, that's going to be, you know, what Hashem wants. I once said, I've said over a few times that they, they Someone's told me many years ago, I was in Bach, I, was, I remember where I heard it because it was like the day before I got married, I was standing in Zikhom in, in, uh, was Yeah, it was Zikhom Risha, and he came by and he started talking to me and he told me this part. And it says by David Amelech, when he cut off, when he cut off the Knaf of Shaul, it says, Vayach Lev David. His heart skipped a beat, and you know he, he didn't feel right about it, and he desisted. You know, and, and, he, and he backed off. He didn't cut more. So the the Al Shachar says, "What's the Pshat Vayachleiv David?" He said, "David Amelach's pulse, David Amelach's Daifik was a Daifik of Kedusha, and if it skipped a beat, it means it's not right." In other words. Using Seichel, Davina Melech could not feel that there's a problem here. He's out to pursue me. By cutting off his baguette, I'm going to show him what I did and that I could have killed him. And, and it made a lot, a lot of sense. There was no place in, in, in Seichel and in Das that we could say no. But Davina Melech said, if I feel instinctively that it's not good, my heart is a very sensitive instrument. And my heart, the Libichol, the Kiri, my heart is a heart of Kedusha. If it begins to have misgivings, then 
that's probably not right, even though I haven't understood it yet. A very simple analogy. Um, imagine you have somebody who's a really experienced businessman and he's about to do business deal and his, uh, you know, his, the, the, his uh, whatever you want to call them, the quants, nerds, whatever it is, they've run the numbers, they've crunched the numbers, they've run the figures. It really works out amazing. But he has a feeling this is not a good investment. He'll trust himself because he feels that his senses, his intuition is very in tune to business. And he's seen it time and again. So, so it dehers it before Seichel dehers it. The, um, that's the, and that's why when the marshal, when we shine him right sometimes, I, don't, I think it was like Buddha said, about the rush, I don't remember. I think it was he said that when he, when he, when he's presenting an argument, I, I can argue back. But when he says kach nearly, I don't argue back because the kach nearly is 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 a different level than my kach nearly. There are things that you, you prove, so it stands on the proofs, and if you can slug it up, it, it, it's slugged up. But it, sometimes there are things that stand on the kach nearly. And that really depends on, on, on persons, how sensitive is the person to it. So, so that's, that's what the Guardian is saying, that the kinah that's the kinah that awakens you with the neshama of a person, because the neshama of a person is ner Hashem. So the neshama of a person is, is, means there's a constant, um, there, there's a constant input from the mala. But so why don't I, so, so why don't I always do what's right? The answer is because my heart is full and it's not resonating. It's not picking up the, 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 the um, kinah. When a, on Dovra Mela, that says, Libi cholo bikiri, it's hollow. Something that's hollow, it vibrates easily to music. He doesn't have a taiva and his heart is hollow. That's why um, that, that would wake him up, Father Hashem. Then the Ruch's friends would come, and Ruch Hakodesh would be in Hashem. Um, the the um, in the piece before, I think we did last time. I don't remember in, the, in that little piece where he speaks about Shaul and Nevada and two different targets, depending. You know, one is connected. This part was that part heart, but basically, what it means is one part of the heart is always, almost always good. And and go and so on, but the bigger part of the heart starts by being full with taiva, and the person changes it to to be malet with without it. Okay, I think we'll hold it here. Next one's in the Nikuda at the Ikav. How does a person discern if his intuition is talking to him or if it's midas rose? A lot of times, a good chaver is helpful. If you have a chaver. And you run something by, the person says, you know, I'm worried maybe it's this or this or this. That is very helpful. But the very fact that a person doubts himself that way is, 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 is important. You know, at, at the end of the day, you'll have to make a decision. Sometimes it's right to make a decision that I can't decide. I'm going to gab a dover and... It, I, there's no way I could possibly feel that I'm being objective. 
someone asked me once a question. Whatever, it depends on a bunch of person. And I told him I have Nagias. There's no way I can answer it. He said, make believe you don't have Nagias. Like, you know, uh, so I told him, I believe that that statement is Kfira. Because the Torah says that a dying that has Nagias can't pass in the Torah. Why doesn't he just say Yeratsin Kilushayna Nagias? If you can just wish away your Nagias and say Yeratsin, then, then uh, so a person has to ask himself, what level of Nagias do I have? How much of responsibility do I have here? And, and a Chamatov that you can run something through and the person voice hesitation, honestly, is invaluable. Because the person at least doesn't have Nagias and he can sense, you can sense when somebody else is talking from his own perspective or, or, or Yeshua and the guy. Okay, Meseda.